0: To the 14 questions. Wait a minute.
1: That's my line.
0: That's kind of funny. Or welcome back.
1: Or welcome back. Damn it. You're going to say both the lines? Yeah. Then I feel a little obsolete at this point.
0: That's kind of (laughs) funny.
1: How was your weekend? (laughs) I was fine. Uneventful
0: at best. That's cool. Unremarkable at worst. How about yours? Pretty good. You know, usual. Trying to think. Yeah. Pretty just, you know. Did the lawn you know that kind of stuff yeah standard run-of-the-mill weekend i suppose we should for the folks that maybe listened to our last episode we should give them an update
1: oh on on how the watermelon was yeah and i, I well how was it
0: dan it, you can't describe it no, it, it was it delicious can't. but it's it's bizarre it is it's incredibly bizarre it's, but so for any new listeners mouthwateringly yummy I went on about how Brandon has never baked donuts because he said he was going to do a thing once back in the winter or whatever. And he came up with this new thing, not a new thing, but you researched a thing, frying watermelon, I guess, right? Pan searing it. Yeah. And it's bizarre. My, I i just sort of felt like it's, am I eating fish? Am I eating a steak? Am I eating fruit? I don't know. It's a, it's, it's a lot of different
1: flavors going
0: on in that. Yeah. Wife, oh, the, the wife yummy. was hap- happy to, you know, see, see us stick around. Yeah, okay. doing an experiment with food. I don't. I don't think she's
1: going to be mad about that
0: one. No. So, folks, no. go 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 look this up. Google it. Pan seared. Is that what you would Google? Pan seared watermelon or
1: ah, uh, pan seared watermelon, baked watermelon, grilled watermelon. They're all variations on a theme, essentially. It's pretty delicious. Oh yeah, and bizarre. Salt, pepper, butter, mint. Yeah. You know. Balsamic glaze. What's not to love?
0: There's our update. So this week, we're going to talk a little bit about the um, the environment, mm-hmm. a little bit about, you know, legislation, monopolies, big business, little people, and everyone, in theory, probably has a story or is equally pissed off about something on this particular topic. <laughs> sounds like we're going to tick a lot of boxes here. It was, it was actually, it was kind of a fun one to research. I learned a few things too, Yeah, but uh, definitely fun to research a little bit. And I, I can't say that I have not been, you know, irritated beyond belief, researching, you know, not for this episode, but the actual topic we're going to talk about. Do you want to, do you want to lay the top? Should we tell them, should we clue them in?
1: Just throw it out there.
0: Just throw it out there. Planned obsolescence. Planned obsolescence. What? A, what a concept!
1: And it's it, interesting. The more you read about it, you know, if you're not familiar with it, planned obsolescence is the idea that a, a corporation or company would manufacture a thing in such a way to intentionally, intentionally limit its lifespan. You know, everything has a finite usage life, but. Planned obsolescence means they've manipulated by using cheaper materials, weaker materials, sometimes software, sometimes, you know, different components specifically to ensure that this thing wears out before it should or wears out in a specified timeline to sell you another one.
0: Or in general, there's some derivative ecosystems to all of this Mm -hmm. that we'll get into after the break. And yeah. that are layered upon layered upon layered basically about creating these, um, what am I thinking about the, the amount of runway and then how you control markets and when you're going to step back in and do a thing. Yeah. Um, and then some, some serious talk about the rights of consumers when it comes to some of this stuff, which is, I think looking at it very important. I mean, th- there, I is, agree too, and... there is an argument to be made for why a company would do this in my opinion, very niche specific reason, but we'll get into that after the break too. But uh, do you want to leave it there? And then we'll just go a little longer after break. Yeah. We'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. Sit tight.
1: So this week on the 14 questions, we're talking about planned obsolescence and not the type of planned obsolescence like when my wife turns 36, I'm trading her in for two 18s, <laughs> But the type of planned obsolescence where products have a artificially
0: manufactured or altered lifespan, that sort of planned obsolescence. Can I can I just can I do like my own little rant over here just a little bit? Oh, get on it. And it might not be anybody's fault. It might not have been planned. But you got to understand, folks who are listening. We 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 basically record in a studio that has this really nice fridge, like glass front, pull out shelves. And yeah, I swear it worked for it worked for like a fucking four weeks. And we haven't repaired it yet. We need to repair it. That, it's getting that, really that would annoying. be
1: ideal. Yeah, there's there's nothing like looking at this beautiful beer and wine fridge and going, well, the light works. <laughs> the light works, indeed. Yes.
0: Then we have another issue with the HVAC here. It's just anything with with Freon or coolant in it, apparently. Yeah, we're semiconductors. <laughs> I did have, actually, I do have a funny story about this. I had a friend talk to me because I was really frustrated about this. I'd forget whether or not it was a washer or dryer. You know, it's it's throwing off some code. Yeah. He apparently. Had the, he's sort of the brain of like, I'm going to fix a thing. I own a thing. I'm going to fix a thing. And you know, you get the whole, well, you need the technician. There's no way to like, and, and there isn't. I Googled all sorts of stuff. Like it's all secret code to figure out what the code means to whether or not, you know, you got to push yeah. three buttons to reset the fucking they, they thing They want to support a, a sub industry. Yeah. Know. So going to, back to my point before the break, there's some ecosystems out there that are worth discussion. Well, he had bought his I I forget again, washing machine, dryer doesn't make a difference. And literally, as he was taking the components apart of, of this thing, there was a cheat sheet card inside of it that was for the maintenance people only. <laughs> and he found it. That's pretty cool. And he and the like what 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 brand? I had a different brand than he had, unfortunately. But he's like, no, I was so excited. Like it just basically said, turn on, turn off, turn on hold this dial to here, punch these three buttons and voila. And then make sure you put it through a cleaning cycle or something like that. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Just, just a little, a
1: little card. Once you open the thing up that says most likely try this. Yeah,
0: first. But in the other thing, I it's find like really, calling
1: the tech support line and they, and they go, and well, have you turned it off and turned it back on yet?
0: But they don't get the charge. 250 fucking dollars.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Exactly. So that's the one story I had because it's, it's, it's kind of pretty interesting the way this stuff works because there is some nefarious stuff that goes on here. Right. So whether or not that's nefarious, like, and I've talked to like the car dealerships and stuff or, or even other repair shops where they make them buy a specialized tool to take a cover off a thing. So they're, they're getting, there's this Hey, we're just going to screw everybody the way yeah, we yeah, can they, screw them all the way down.
1: Some sort of proprietary connector or or whatnot. You know, Apple uses those pentagonal, not pentagonal, but um, I'm totally losing the word. Maybe they are pentagonal screws and they, they, they're like safety screws, right? Or right. tamper-proof screws. But really, it's just to make it more of a pain in the ass if you don't have the specific tool you need to get in. And, and there are so many instances of that where... You know, there there will be some sort of proprietary connector or fastening mechanism that requires a very specific tool you may or may not be able to get your hands on.
0: Well, and okay, folks, so I did mention before the break there are some reasons that this is for good. And I would I would cite safety, right? Safety's a big one. Yeah. Safety's a big one. So and and also you sometimes don't want somebody saying they can do something who they can't. That's going to risk your life. Yeah. So for instance, when I was years ago in the Netherlands, I'm right into this bike repair shop, which is on this like, you know, multi, you know, six layer thing in Amsterdam parking deck with, you know, I don't know, 30,000 bicycles on it. And they're like, he's like, I can't fix that. I'm like, what? And you just reminded me it had special Allen key. He's like, no, that's for that shop. Yeah. And for whatever reason, either these are, it's these like
1: are rental bikes, right? Yeah. Well,
0: yeah. I got it from the hotel, but for okay, whatever yeah. reason, it's like, we don't want that sloppy shop doing a thing wrong. So we're just going to put our own milled screws in it. thing. And so there's a sort of, there can be a purpose. It's to like this. putting
1: wheel locks on a car, right? Like bring, bring my equipment back to me to
0: be serviced if nothing right. else there. But the nefarious use gets really, really old.
1: Yes, I agree. You know, Apple got in trouble for this, you know, several years back. On the battery. Thing. On the battery thing. Yeah. And, you know, there was a class action suit like, hey, you guys are basically just throttling my battery life. So I have to get a new phone eventually. And, uh, you know, I think they learned their lesson, perhaps. Um, at least on the battery side of things. God knows. Now they're cranking out devices that will run for a week, <laughs> you know.
0: And there's a lot, there's and there's so many ways, right? Whether or not that's updates moving forward, and your old thing can't do a thing anymore. Again, though, there is an argument to be made for security. For and everything security, else. yeah. So, so, software updates, yeah. It's a that's a fine but fine I, I think, line.
1: I think they, there's a fine line. A <laughs> very they, fine they, line. Off times gets walked when it comes to oh, this this product's been through three operating system life cycles and. Yeah, the hardware is not quite up to what we need, but we also could maybe replace those devices. So let's split the difference and stop supporting them now. And perhaps they probably could have gone, you know, a year or two further in the future. At That's least purely there, speculation on my part,
0: but I wouldn't be surprised. Me neither. At least there's some re- recycling going on. Yes. Right. Yes. Even when it comes to car tires and stuff. Right. Yeah. Recycling, you know,
1: yeah. refurbishment, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, which is its own market altogether.
0: So before I go in and reference sort of some of the back research that we, you know, we had prepared in this is kind of funny folks. I'm looking at this. So I'm like, all right, this was 10 months ago. Somebody else published something else like a year or so ago, you know, a soft topic, like right. something like, Oh, you know, it's not really in the news. It's not really covered sort of this weird thing. People, they only think about it when they're mad. <laughs> like really, I got to replace the. It's eight hundred dollars for the component for my washer to work, but it's nine hundred and twenty to get a new one. Yeah, like and, that kind of stuff just it, pisses people it's off. And
1: secondhand values a hundred bucks, so yeah, stupid. Yeah.
0: Weirdly enough, folks. Now, if you if you don't know who this is, we're gonna play a little clip over here. Go back several episodes. Add us on Twitter. Research it. Do whatever you have to do. But this is, this you'll, is, you'll know who this guy is. In, in and I don't know if everybody will. I mean, that's kind of, you know, Oh, certainly. Yeah. And if so not, you should literally, we record on Mondays typically. So, um, this was like du, July 25th, 2021. This came out of the Linwood times is basically reporting this out. And you, you all need to go look at this and, uh, you know, Google a thing. Cause it's, you know. He goes on about a thing. You want to play the uh, play? The
1: yeah, yeah. And just to provide a little more context circling into this kind of falls in line with the aspect of self-repair and, and DIY maintenance uh, that has been a topic of interest here in the States recently. Uh, and, and this person, I think, uh, definitely comes from background to be able to weigh in with an opinion. So we'll play that clip and then we'll discuss
0: a little bit further. So Absolutely. Give this a listen. Steve Wozniak here. I do a lot of cameos, but this one has really gotten to me, really affected me emotionally. I've read a lot of articles about the right to repair issue, but I am so busy with so many other things in my life that I haven't really gotten involved in that area. But I'm always totally supportive, and I totally think the people behind it are doing the right thing. So there you go, folks. That is uh, the steve wozniak
1: yes the the steve wad co-founder of apple back yeah. in the day i mean and, and i think it's interesting and it, i strongly encourage what, what is the title of the article um uh, that that would, video was embedded in because wozniak out. goes on for i think uh, about nine minutes and kind of talks about growing up uh you know in a time where if the tv broke you'd you'd repair it yourself and if it was too complicated then you would take it to a repair person or if the radio broke You'd repair it yourself, and there's a certain amount of pride um, and, and cost savings in doing those those repairs
0: yourself. And I think that's
1: very important.
0: Well, the, and, I think the most important point he made that was poignant to me is that it encouraged a level of, I guess, inquisitiveness, critical thinking, skill development, like all the things. Like if somebody's sitting around and they're not doing that stuff. Well, then why would they even take it up and, and go to school or or go into a field?
1: Yeah, it, it creates a lot of missed opportunities right. to just be like, well, the thing broke, throw it away and replace it. Right. You know, this this consumerism mentality of just rebuy, rebuy, rebuy. But his, And, his and, old, and he, to the point now, like replacement parts are very difficult to come by, you know,
0: other than screens and things, if you're talking about cell phones and whatnot. But to not, not to develop that level of, you know, inquisitiveness or thinking, you know, you think about the kid that repairs, you know, his his parents TV and then he's like, huh, how do computers work? They want to take a thing apart, repair it, test it, do a thing.
1: Yeah. You look at, you know, the shiny exterior of a modern flat screen television. You're like, wow, it's a magic box that or it's not even a box. It's just a screen that. Does a thing. But then if you take the back off as a child, like I can't imagine looking at the motherboard and all these different components yeah. going, what the hell is all of this? What does it do?
0: So the the, to your point, so the, so this is Linwood times folks, Steve Wozniak, the latest right to repair advocate in this was It came out as I referenced, July 25th, 2021 reported out under the Linwood times by, um, it looks like George, um, Fekas, I think junior. And I'm trying to, I've got my, Glasses on, but it's such small print over here on my computer and it's far away from, you know, where I can actually speak into the mic and also read a thing on my screen. But anyway, it's, it's right, worth, time it's to update worth, that font size, Dan. It, it's not my, <laughs> it's, I didn't choose that font size. They chose that font size, but yeah, Steve was. So, I mean, it's kind of, inter- it, it is very interesting, but yeah, Apple got themselves in the crosshairs over this as did um, Android in a big way as well. Yes. They got, they got hauled over the coals for some, like just burning it down, just figure it out.
1: Yeah. And I think, I think, you know, if, if you're capable, you, you should have the opportunity, you know, to repair your own things. Like I, I have no a problem tearing down a computer or a cell phone, and putting it back together. If I could source the parts, you well, know, so in, in- would I avoid my warranty? Sure. That's a fair trade off. Um, would it be far less expensive than sending it off? or replacing it outright, absolutely I'm willing to take the risk, because worst case scenario, I just have to buy
0: another one. So, and I'm going to reference another article here under, um, this is Durability Matters, okay, or durabilitymatters.com. This is by uh, Andrea Soki. I hope I'm getting that name correct, January 14th, 2021, and it's about a nine-minute read, but it, it does a, it it really breaks it down to the the types of planned obsolescence um you know that some of the, they mention of some of the ecosystems that go on here you know and then you know why they would want to prevent you from repairing a thing or you know software updates and that kind of stuff um and again there there if you read between the lines there are some reasons for this to occur but I don't think there's a single person that doesn't quite understand the whole, you know, ink and printer things, and being able to, you know, control how long a thing lasts. Oh, you're talking about that's a whole other Ink,
1: ink cartridges having a basically a smart chip in them that yeah say after X number of pages it just says it's out of ink whether or not it is or not.
0: Or the whole you can't print black and white because you need to replace the other six cartridges before you do it.
1: <laughs> like, I, I just want, I just want, you know, black ink on white paper, you know, i want to print the letter. Yeah. That's that sort of thing is, is frustrating. And it's interesting because, you know, if you dive down this rabbit hole places in Europe, you know, they've basically made laws against doing this mm-hmm. intentionally. I with some pretty severe penalties.
0: Yeah. And so we'll get to that here in a second. I was just going to mention the one that I didn't realize, but I realized, And for all these college students or students in general, updates to books, chapter replacements, or even some of the, how they design them. The textbook dilemma. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So this goes on in every facet of everything. And then obviously, you know, your cars and your yearly updates and this whole plug and play thing they got to do now at the dealership with like, they plug it in to update it. Yeah. Like it's all, it's all fucking updates. Yeah. Just, and we're going to plug a laptop in and, and do an update on your car, which is
1: interesting because, you know, companies like Tesla are moving to over the air updates on a, on basically a subscription basis to some degree. Everything's subscription now. So, yeah. yeah. Everything, you know, your, your Netflix, your music, your cloud storage, you know, these monthly fees, but Tesla's doing this now for like the full self driving modes and things. You can either pay a big lump sum up front or you can pay a smaller lump sum every month to access oh these God. features that are already built into the car. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, that's one way to do it, because if you're building a product to not break down, you still need the residual income that would come from replacement cost to keep the company moving forward. You know, there's only no, a yeah. finite amount of drivers. So it's, it's, yeah. it's interesting to see how certain people are trying to strike a balance-ish
0: Ish. yeah, Ish. between-ish. <laughs> So another, another uh, cool article I actually read was the uh, Planned Obsolescence and Your Right to Repair. So this was uh, by uh, uh, Wesley Porritz? Poritz? Poritz, Poritz. Poritz? Poritz. Yeah. This was published out, let's say, 10 months ago. It's about a five-minute read. They do a pretty damn good job of of covering this. And it just makes you think about some stuff. You're like, huh, that'd be kind of nice if I could actually do that. And they get more into, so this is published out under um, sustainable brands. So this is becoming a pretty hot deal here. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you know, chucking things into landfills and just wherever, whatever we're doing with all this stuff doesn't make sense. You know, they they are mm, recycling to a degree. But there's there's like you get into the numbers on this stuff and it's just not good. It's not good for the environment. It's not good for anything. No,
1: it definitely creates a lot of waste. And and again, to Apple's credit, um, they'll recycle devices for free for you. Yes. You know, if you buy a new device with them, and they'll say just send us your old one, and we'll take we'll take care of it. And, and of they, course, they're raw materials that are beneficial for them to strip out and use directly, but then.
0: Yeah, and, you know, and, 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 and we're talking about some like some serious stuff, whether or not that's cobalt or whether or not that's, you know, gold, whether or not that's, you know, some of the stuff that's, you know, there's mining that goes on yeah, and silicone, like, and all, all these all components that, stuff. that go into it. But probably the coolest group, which is this was what um I believe Steve Waz was referencing, is repair.org. So basically these folks are trying to push for what you were talking about in Europe this sort of concept of right to repair or right to modify. Yes. Across everything.
1: Yeah. If you can do it, why shouldn't you be able to?
0: Yeah. And, you know, anybody, I think everybody should probably look, look that organization up because they are actually lobbying and trying to, you know, make statements and the pushback they got was immense.
1: Yeah, there's a, a lot of money oh, out there.
0: There's and, a there's a lot of them that came in yeah. and said, "No, no, 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 no. People are going to hurt themselves if we let them repair their washing machine." But this goes into some scary there's some scary references here in that other article that I referenced about like literally some of the smart refrigerators and smart appliances. It's just like boop. Got to call somebody. <laughs> I mean, this yeah. is this is not a good thing, it, folks. Right. Like, it's just, it, it it can go sideways really, really fast. And there have been some successful lawsuits as well, but yeah. not many. Like, you know, these industries, again, this is a very fine balance, I think.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a fine line between profitability and sustainability.
0: Well, and unfortunately, um, I mean, I think even was referenced this, right? There were, there used to be local repair shops for stuff or repair people that would come and do a thing. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, it's just not practical. They, like, oh, my, my. They are fewer and further between. That's, my, that's my, for sure. My fridge doesn't work. So I'm just going to ship it back to China because they know how to fix it and then ship it back to me. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But we, we've literally gotten rid of a whole subsect of small businesses. And again, you know, people that got interested in the thing that could maybe go on to, into another industry or something like that. So yeah. whatever happened to the Maytag man. Oh, they're still there. They just have to have this special computer and the iPad and they plug all, a thing in or read, things, a, yeah. read a code and then, you know, decode the code and they secretly don't let you see anything. I think that's, that's part of, that. of the
1: thing. You know, we'll make it so complicated. You need specialized training to to do a thing.
0: But think of the money we could have made if it was just like we ran around It was like, we had the special code to reset your fucking router and $250. You'd be like, you'd make a million dollars in a month, right? All day, every day, right? Yeah, it's craziness. Do you have any stories of this? Anything irritated you? And you you're pretty handy though. Pretty yeah, handy. I can't
1: really think. Usually, if I've had a thing,
0: <laughs> the listeners would know about that, it. That ranting. wears
1: out. Yeah, it's. I'll I'll find a way to repair it if it's possible. And if not, you know, you just go well. Fuck it. Yeah. Time for another one, I guess. So. Again. Not, not something that I'm that passionate. And again, most of the time I'll be able to repair a thing.
0: Well, and it's, and then I, th- I think the reason this is actually um, pretty interesting topic to cover now is because of the amount of connected internet of things, semiconductors, and you know, your toothbrush, like this is proportionately could go crazy. Because at a update or a non-update or a push of the button, they can just cancel and push you forward and make you buy something. And they, it, you know, we got to be a little aware of this. So, yeah. And yeah. in, in this
1: world of connected
0: devices. Yeah. So, you got uh, you got anything else to add?
1: I, I think that's a good place to uh, maybe maybe Leave stop until next time.
0: Till next time. And oh, by the way, I think watching Steve Waz tonight, that's kind of cool. You don't hear him talk that much. About Not think, very so. often, now. No. no.
1: No, it's exciting to see, especially you know, ten minutes. Yeah, just a little rant from Waz
0: himself. So look that up. We strongly encourage that. Yeah, we might actually have to hit Wozniak up over a, a repair of a computer that's sitting over here by us. What? what he, you
1: know. He'd probably be
0: helpful. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll cameo him or something. All right, folks. Till next time. Until next time.
1: Got questions? Need answers? Find them on the 14 Questions Podcast.
0: Welcome to our podcast, where we, along with our frequent guests, will be answering your questions regarding a wide variety of topics, including current events, lifestyle, politics, and of course, popular culture. 14 Questions Podcast is brought to you by Podhouse Media and Dive Pod Productions. Be sure to find us on the web
1: at 14Questions.org, on Twitter at the 14 Questions, look us up on Facebook at 14Questions, and of course, find us wherever you find your favorite podcasts.